I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming up on TMS, only murders in the dungeon. Who goes out to get a salad? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Self-driving in the middle with you. Stupid giant fruit loop. KFC stands for kill the corn. Try food poisoning at least one. Is Laurie a male name? Flannel clad schmoes. Bobby Franken substitute. Pee poo are human beings. <laughs> Glad you got that one. Empty cavities with Amy and Moore on this episode of The Morning Stream. Are you trying to say something? I never try anything. I just do it. Like I don't beat clocks. Just people. Want to try me? No food or drink allowed on the tour. <laughs> The Morning Stream. Would you mind not shooting at the thermonuclear weapons? Good morning, all, and welcome to TMS. It's the Morning Stream for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Bobby Frankenberger. Hello. That's right. Brian Ibbett out. He's on his way to Vermont this morning. We were supposed to have a show yesterday with he and I, and uh, a truck hit a thing and killed my internet for like three hours in the morning. Did not hit Brian. No, no. We had snow for 33.8 hours straight. No, no, wait, wait. So snow falling from the sky for that long? Yes, and up in the mountains, there was like, you know, six-foot giant snow drifts and things. Down here, that's like, I don't know, eight inches to a foot. Something like that. Uh, have, but it is a lot. It is do you lot. have post-snow-related flooding issues? Uh, sometimes it depends if how quickly it, it uh, melts. But because yeah. we're in the thick of winter, we're not really in any danger of that. But sometimes we'll get snow in spring, like let's say early April. It'll, it's usually a very freak occurrence. But when it happens, uh, it will have a tendency to, to melt really quick. And then you're screwed. You have to... You gotta, you know, figure out what you're gonna do with all that runoff. But then there's sometimes where the winters are so heavy. Famously, here in 1983 is a specific year this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so much snow in the mountains that during the spring the runoff exceeded all the rivers and the out, out, all the other outputs that you'd normally have. And we get wow. 99 point. Well, I think we get 100 percent of our water from our runoff. So uh, and a couple of reservoirs and some other stuff, but. It all kind of flows into the same thing. So all the lakes, all the reservoirs, all the rivers, 
everything just overflowed and we ended up having to sandbag our neighborhoods we had to do like um uh, the downtown, they, 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 the main street in the middle of downtown, bustling city center, had to have a big sandbag river that ran down the whole thing, closed to traffic. It just ran water wow. down the thing. So that happens, but that is also kind of rare. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we, I'm from Charleston. We are very familiar with sandbags and flooding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but I asked because I used to, for a year, for a winter, I lived in, northern minnesota and the year that we were there was like a record snow year and um and then we left around february and we kept getting we kept hearing the news that that april because we lived in the red river valley area that april like there was just tons of flooding because of all the snow that because when it snows in Minnesota, you know it's it snows. It never melts until the right. spring. So, yeah, you don't get um, reprieve from that until the following yeah, year. Yeah, so it was just yeah. so much snow that winter that it all melted, and there was like huge flooding in in that valley. So. Sounds like the same problem. It's just you know a mountain versus a valley, but they it's been rare, and the last few years have been kind of dry winters here. So it's all, and that's why we've had like restrictions during the summer on like water use and junk like that because yeah. the runoff hasn't been great. But mm. this year already it's looking good. So you know, once in a while you get a little silver lining in the world of climate yeah. change, and uh, I think we're all good this year. But At least thirty-three so hours of snow is very Christmassy. Oh, it's very Christmassy. It's super Christmassy right now. In fact, it's still well. This is a fresh. So it stopped for a bit, and now it's snowing again, and it's just kind of lightly snowing in the valley. Very pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. Sky's weirdly clear, so I don't know what clouds these are coming from. Uh, but also, it's not sunny, so I guess I guess it's not that uncloudy. Anyway, uh, it's just kind of lightly coming down. You feel like yeah. Frank Sinatra is about to break out into some rendition of "Let It Snow," you know. And uh, we're we're all in on this, man. I like this motif. I don't like being in it because it's cold, but I like I like the the vibe, you know. It's a cool vibe. This is this is my favorite time of year, and I wish it snowed like like that here. It certainly does not hardly ever snow here in South Carolina, but but yeah, the Christmas time gets me in the mood for croonery Christmas songs as well. It's the, I, I like it's the only kind I like. I don't like any. I don't like modern Christmas music. I don't like uh, anything anything past like the fifties. I want all big band swing band Christmas. That's what I want. So no grandma got ran over by a reindeer? No, I'd rather slit both wrists and then drink the blood from my own wrists. <laughs> I don't want that ever again in my life. I don't want that. I don't want um, uh, the Mariah Carey song. I don't want the wham yeah. thing. I don't want any of that. I mean, those have their place, and there are times where it's mm-hmm. fine. But I, for the most part, I want to hear a big-ass band with a bunch of brass and strings and crazy drums and percussion in the background. And I want to hear yeah. crooner Bill, whoever that may be, up there on a microphone, just you know, making love to that microphone, and uh, you know, giving me what for it. That's yeah. what I want. I'm that's that's exactly me too. I'm I'm all I'm walking around the house saying I'm dreaming. Yeah, yeah, of a, you yeah. Know, like I'm that's me. Listen to you, dude. Wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that, and I prefer it. I think that's Christmas, and I don't know why. I think it's because when I was growing up, my grandparents and my parents played a lot of that, and mm-hmm. we didn't. Uh, they weren't down with like, you know, Christmas and Hollis or whatever freaking <laughs> 80s thing was on the shelf. So they weren't going right. to do that. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, that. Ah, <laughs> I do like the one that's in Christmas Vacation. That's um, 
Oh, what's it called? Ah, shoot. It's a it's John T chat room. Come on now. Not Holiday Road. I do like that though. Um that's not really a Christmas song though, but I like Holiday Road. What's it called? No. Oh yeah. Mele Kela Kilimaka. Whatever the Hawaiian one. Is the word to say on a oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas. That thing? I like that. But that kind of fits into my thing, right? Croonery, some old casino, smoke in the yeah. air. I don't know. Something about it. Anyway, enough of that. Hey, I got to thinking about uh, humans today because since Bobby is uh, often a, a co-host human. on the show or when, when Brian's <laughs> yeah. out of town and, and a human, um, but you're also interested in science and the world of scientific uh, thought and things. Yes, as uh, it might be. Yeah. This could not, I could not get this out of my head yesterday. Uh, and a part of it came on because of my SP getting slammed with a truck. And part of it was the fact that Kim and I were out driving for, uh, we went out to get a salad last night, a salad. Because we're boring. That's weird. Who does that? I mean, obviously you. We who, did. Who goes out to get a salad? Well, normally you don't, but do you know Aubergine? Have you heard of this place? It's like a... Uh, it's, it's, uh, you may have mentioned it before because the word sounds familiar, but I don't know. It's pretty good. They make really like good for you big salads, and they're also reasonably sort of priced. They also have these amazing cheese ball um, things that, I, that aren't good for me that I love. Anyway. That's true. You, do you have California Dreaming? Uh, no, that but I've been there. I went there in uh, where did I where did I go to? The, oh, I, I was in California, and I went to there, and that's it's like that. It's very similar. Yeah, they have they have a good salad there. You're right. I, I would go out for that salad. Yeah, that salad's worth going out for. So anyway, plus we didn't have any lettuce or stuff here, so we were just like, you know what, let's go. So Kim and I went, and the snow had let up, so we were dealing with decent roads and all of that. But there were still dumb people and some ice and that sort of stuff, and it got me to thinking. With cars and accidents happening all the time. Yeah. And it, like daily, I don't know what the number is. It's like 30,000 people or something die every day on freeways or something. Some it's crazy nuts. number. It's nuts how many people die on freeways. And this, here's the part that, that I'm getting to. I am I am all about the future of self-driving cars. Because oh, yeah. 99.9% of all accidents are caused by the human behind the wheel. Not the automobile. Um, yeah, thirty-seven hundred people a day. Thirty-seven. I got. I had too many. Globally. Zeros. Oh, that's global. That's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible for the people who died. Don't get me wrong, but I thought it was closer to in the thirty thousand range. Ninety-nine fatalities every day from a car accident. That's still, still, that's still that's hundred a hundred more than we. It's a hundred people a day. Yeah. Right. So what happens is, self-driving cars where they are legal or testing. Will vary once in a while, like once a year, have a fatality related thing. Either somebody got yeah. hit or the guy in the car fell asleep and it ran over something and he jackknifed mm-hmm. or whatever. Like the self driving car deaths, you get like one per 365 days versus 100 average per day. Right. Is that just America? Is that just here? That number? That's just in the U.S. Ninety-nine okay. a day. Yeah. So hundred people that's in America. De- that's just that's just deaths. Also, that's not. It's not accidents. Serious and junk injury. Like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So if you don't count serious injuries and people who are you know all that, if you just count the deaths, it still seems even at this early stage of self-driving technology, it still seems like we're ahead of we're ahead of the curve on less deaths. Now, it's hard to it's hard to actually say that because we don't have. 
millions of self-driving cars on the road yet, right? We have some small, right. small percentage. So does that percentage go up? Does it go up enough to equal 100 a day? That's a, that's a question I can't answer. But uh, right. I, I, I can't stand how, because it's self-driving cars, the one death that happened in the last two years gets a ton of negative press. And the 100 people that just died five seconds before you hit submit on your story got no press. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, yes, I do. This And this yep. is one of the main problems that we have to figure out when it comes to self-driving cars, right? It, it, that's just the way people are going to think about technology. I mean, we, we have the same sorts of bias against um, AI in a lot of different er- areas. Uh, and so um, we, we, we don't treat it with the same sort of... We don't, we don't treat it equally as, as if... It is a human being, even though it might be making better decisions, right? So, so a self-driving car um, has one accident and and kills some and kills one person, yeah. and it's going to be um, scrutinized much more than, like you said, the hundred people a day. Yeah. So, if we know that that's true about people, to me, the that and this is where people are. You you have to. It has to be like everything has to be incredibly safe and and everything has to be figured out all uh, eyes dotted and t's crossed and we just aren't there we're about and it's it's going to be some time longer i think because we're about like 95 percent of the way there maybe even closer it's just what we didn't anticipate was that the last five percent was going to be as hard to figure out in terms of the technology and and how it works that the, that last five percent is going to be as hard to figure out as the previous ninety five percent. Right, right. Um, because it's all about those edge cases, like what happens in in the rain on a busy stop and go highway with a bunch of trucks around you, and also like uh, you know a big eighteen wheeler to your right and a, a military transport vehicle to your left, and people slamming on their brakes in front of you, like in the pouring rain. It doesn't behave as well but neither does a human being but for some reason we're okay with human beings well it's because we're since we're all human beings we think that we are inherently better and trustworthy as compared to a machine we just have some default sense of that i don't know i don't know that everybody thinks that anymore Mm. i think that uh, there's a lot more acceptance that self-driving cars do make better decisions than humans i think you get a lot less people nowadays saying that humans are better at driving i think it's just that people are uncomfortable with those edge cases you know like if like what happens you've i'm sure heard this before but but the idea that uh the algorithm has to make a decision in sometimes like what if you're in a an edge case traffic scenario where the option is either you have to smash into the car in front of you with a family of six jeez um and, or you have to veer off the road to the right and and run over an old lady or you have to veer off to the left and and hit you know a blind person and their dog you know like who, who someone has to make that decision and <laughs> that we're not comfortable with the fact that it's an algorithm that's making that decision that's know? true even though the human has to make a, a, as hard a decision it's just that the the robot doesn't actually care <laughs> I mean, it does, right. and it may make that determination because we told it to. We may say, "Hey, right. if the subject is a child or someone of diminutive stature, that 
that has less precedence over whatever the other object you have to hit is. It's a very calculated, cold sort of decision. But and we would make the same the decision probably. I, you know, I don't know. If I saw an old man walking on one side and a little kid on the other, my computer brain would say, you got to hit the old man. He's had his yep. time. He's good. And this That's isn't going to be happy for anybody. Nobody's going to be glad on the other side of this. But you'd rather hit the 90-year-old than the 8-year-old. Yeah. You know? So we have to figure out how we're going to program that in. And and the, at the bottom, at the end of the day, the bottom line is that a, somewhere down the road, a human being made the decision about how that decision was going to be made. And yeah. so, anyway. Yeah. Or a group. Who knows? Pretty heavy stuff at the top of the yeah, show. Yeah. Pretty heavy, you guys. <laughs> what do you think of that? I just think humanity is interesting when it comes to this stuff. Now, I do too. Something, something interesting we got from a listener. This is a, uh, a text message I'm going to read here. They said this, Dear Soup and Breadsticks, that works because your name's Bobby, so we still have a B on there. Yeah, 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 it works. Uh, just listen to episode 2391 with a story about Olive Garden employees calling out of work, yeah. which led to discussion about call in sick or call off sick or call out sick. I've always heard it as in call in sick myself. Anyways, my name is Colin, which seems to cause some problems. Uh, some <laughs> Multiple people have called to order takeout. Upon arrival, I say, I have a takeout order. They say, okay, name. He says, I respond, it's for Colin or something along those lines. And they reply, name. And I repeat, (laughs) Colin. And a few times uh, it's gone into a third loop. Name, Colin. Anyway, I thought that was funny, says Colin. Uh, I agree. That is a pretty pretty wild uh, (laughs) thing to have happen to your name. It's unfortunate. What other names can you think of that cause confusion? Oh, Um, gosh. Um, Yeah, why is that playing? Um, I don't know. We didn't need theme music for that. Uh, why, what other like examples? If, maybe like, if your name is Pete and you call in to a pizza place, maybe? Oh, maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Maybe. I can't think of any others, know. though. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, let's see. If your name was... <laughs> your name was Lucy and you sold Lucite. I mean, it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> That's weirdly specific. <laughs> you know, down to your local Lucite dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lucy's got to change but, her name. To but Beth. That, I feel like that would help you, though. That would uh, that would make you because you're Lucy, the Lucite salesperson. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a hell of a Lucy's title. Lucite. Yeah. No, it's even better now. We've solved it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, thanks for that text. We appreciate it. I screwed up the other day, and I played a clip for no. I I read a text to you that was actually for Bill. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was supposed to play some audio that was. The correct thing. You didn't thing. have to tell people. We we played it off. It was fine. Yeah, you know what? I could have just said, hey, I have a new call for you. Yeah. But I'm so transparent. I want people to know how dumb I am. here on TMS. Yeah, this is how stupid I am. So I want to play this finally so we can get to the bottom of it. I'm going to okay. make things nice and quiet because it's a little hard to understand, but I'm going to play it. It's just a call in for Bobby. Here you go. Hey, Scott. Calling about the TMS episode with Bobby. The, uh, the interviewing thing for the drug... Uh, Bust is corpo lingo for interrogation or questioning. So they're they're, they're not doing uh, their impression of Diane Walters. It's, it's just uh, the the cuddlier, friendlier version of interrogation. Love you, show. Okay, couple things. Uh, Diane Walters is he's combined two two reporters, famous reporters. He's thinking of um Diane wait, what's her name? Sawyer. Diane Sawyer 
and Barbara Walters. He has combi- yeah. combined them into one super interviewer lady. That's a fine. It's fine. It's not a problem. But the other super bit. Super interviewer lady. I don't remember what the context of this was. It was something to do with drug either. companies and interrogation slash interview something. Do you remember this? Yeah. I don't know. I So you sent me that to listen to thinking that maybe I could figure it out and I couldn't either. But I, I did think it must have been one of the sh- other shows that I was that I was uh, co-hosting on. It definitely I don't remember talking anything about something like that on our on the science I don't segment. either. I don't remember it at all. See, Chad But I says, even went through old notes from the times I was on and dug through to look at like maybe the news stories might have it ha- the only thing I can think is maybe it was some tangent we went on, but I have no clue. I feel, do not know. It feels conspiratorial to me, mostly because he talked about Diane uh Walters. And so yeah. it, it, that threw me because what that said to me was, well, if he doesn't know those are two separate people, maybe his, you know, corpo interrogation fluffy thing is just like some conspiracy thing. So what I'm saying is, since we don't know, we've now sussed it out on the air. So, dude, what called in? Follow up with another one of these and explain what. Yeah. Explain yourself because I'm we're just, we're just confused. Yeah, I would you like know. to know about it. If it, it feels like there's a nugget of a very interesting conversation to be had. Yeah, I agree. So there's something there. Let's uncover that nugget. Let's. <laughs> yeah, and tell me more about these hybrid uh, hybrid news ladies. I want to know more about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how did we how did we get here? How did we get from zero to that technology? That's what I want to know. Some sort of corpo uh, <laughs> research program. Yep. That's how they get you. That's how they get you every time. Uh, Okay, I found the perfect gift, everybody. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the perfect gift for this Christmas. Uh, This is the world's largest single giant Fruit Loop. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you can buy this, this big old Fruit Loop that seriously fits in a, I mean, it barely fits in a bowl. Uh, As you can tell from this photo that I'm sharing to the chat. Uh it is available now for $19. Single serving of Kellogg's Fruit Loops. Uh, clocks in at one third cups. Weighs 39 grams and contains 150 calories. Uh, so not this Fruit Loop. They're talking about a single serving of the regular. Oh, cereal. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the single Fruit Loop is a lot more. It's uh, here. I'll find it's it. 930 calories. 930, and weighs half yeah. a pound. <laughs> yeah. It's the equivalent of half a box of regular Fruit Loops mashed into one bowl, uh, filling monstrosity. There's no reason for it to exist, which seems to be the exact reason for someone to create it. Anyway, uh, this is now a thing. If you want this, and it's edible, you can buy it. Now, if I bought this, I mean, I'm kind of tempted, if I'm honest, not to eat I, it. I don't want to eat really it. I really might get this. Yeah. I mean, it's 19 bucks. It's not horrible. Well, my kids would freak out like they would love this <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree i but what i want though is i want to preserve it oh not me or preserve <laughs> not preserve but preserve it and i want to keep it somewhere like this twinkie i have i don't have it handy but my i have a twinkie that's over 15 years old and um maybe more now and it 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 solidified hardened and became petrified in its original form on its own i didn't have to do anything to it no shellac, no no spray, nothing. It's just like this hard, this solid rock, this re- this this ancient relic of man. 
and I love that no. thing. Same yeah. thing happened with an orange I have. I have an orange that shrunk but hardened and is now basically a rock but never decayed. If I can right. have some assurance that if I bought this, this would do the same, that it would just stay preserved forever, I, I might do it. And I'd hang it on a wall and just say, yeah, that's that time I bought the $19 stupid giant Fruit Loop. No, I want to get it. I want to take a video of of pouring the single Fruit Loop into a bowl of milk and then handing it to my like like not tell them yeah just do it yeah I like and it and then and then walk straight face walk away like here's your breakfast yeah it's I, I, I like take this. a shower <laughs> this uh, this is uh, available on the Big Fruit Loop webs- website uh, starting Monday December nineteenth so this is uh, next Monday. You see that picture of Toucan Sam on the box? No, hold it looks on. like he's choking. I'm gonna pull this up. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Well, you know what he actually looks like? He looks like he's doing a YouTube selfie for the for <laughs> for, a, for yeah. a thumbnail for a YouTube video. Go to the um, if you go to the website bigfruitloop.com. Um, it's even worse. It's oh like my a, gosh! Yeah, it's a CG. That version. one's horrifying. Yeah. Either way, he's choking. Uh, and. Are they trying to say this is part of a bigger breakfast? Look at all this stuff around. Look at all this fruit. Uh, some kind of... It might be AI generated, that bird. Something's wrong with it. Like the feet. <laughs> I know. You don't think that Kellogg would want that image on No, product. something's effed up. I don't know. I, well, and it says... It doesn't even say Kellogg's. It says mischief? Wait. Oh, MCSH. is it not? Is that the parent company? Because I think this is still Kellogg's, though. Let's see. Maybe they've changed enough about it that uh, it's not an actual. Because I see on the box it it's spelled Fruit Loop, but it's F R U I T. But Fruit Loop is by Kellogg's. Uh, is definitely I don't know if I trust this then, because this is from some company I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, do I want that? I don't want to eat it for sure, but all right. Look at know. us. We're internet sleuths. Yeah, look at us. We've solved yet another case. Moving on to the next one. Uh, all right. Well done. Case closed. <laughs> it's time for some news. Yeah, that's right. The news brought to you by DungeonMurder.com. Go there. The game's getting really close. I just showed to the pre-show some stuff I'm working on to make the game a little more accessible to the colorblind and uh, add some more accessibility kind of quality of life ah, feature. I already played that. Features. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's coming along great. I can tell you the only this this is my uh, evidence that it's awesome. I played seven rounds with my wife, and she said, "Can we play more?" She still wanted to keep playing. And she never does that, so I realize it's my game. So maybe she's a little biased, but still, it's good news. But is she the type of person who's just like she she will be, do nice things for you because she's a nice person and she'll help you but then when she's done she's like all right i'm done i gotta go do some other things yeah kind of yeah <laughs> it's like moving on to the next thing sort of thing yeah so you you kept her in but dungeon murder i don't know if anybody's said this to you or out loud on a show somewhere yeah. it's a that's a great name yeah you know you know why i like this name I yeah. like it because no one else has used it, number one. <laughs> that's the main so that's, thing That's always days. the criteria number one for how to name your stuff. Yep. I also <laughs> think it's just fun and cheesy. And also, yeah. I like it, it because it's based on an old comic I did way back in 08, I think. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Let me see if I can find it and I'll share it. Uh, hold on one second, everybody. Let's see. Dungeon Murder. I know this is way down the list now because... Okay, here it is. Oh, yeah. So I found it. Uh, let me share this out. It was a two-panel comic. 
I'm sorry, not that old. 2013. I thought I did it. I thought it was older. Anyway, 2013, still a fair amount of time ago. We're pushing on 10 years. And uh, the comic shows a guy. uh, Oh, I'll put it in Discord as well. Um, For those at home who can't see this. uh, It's a dude sitting at the table. And he's got a big old board game all spread out. And he's about to learn the rules. And he says, I'm going to learn these rules and become a serious tabletop gamer. And the very next frame is him. Uh, it says 11 minutes later, and he's playing his uh, Sony. Uh, I guess that was a that wouldn't have been a Vita. That would have been a. It might have been a Vita. Anyway, he's now you know bored and moving on. But the board game that he's playing, if you zoom in and look at this text on this thing, Dungeon Murder, right there on the side. Oh, nice! So nice. That's, that's where the original the original idea was just to come up with a dumb name, kind of like uh, I think Space Murder is another one I did that was for another comic. But anyway. It just sounded funny and dumb and like a bad name that you would want. You you know, that kind of just sums up, oh, it's in dungeons and there's murder involved. And anyway, it kind of stuck. Plus, the domain was available. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's criteria number two. <laughs> yeah, that's the other reason. So it worked out. It worked out. There's very little murder in the game, if I'm honest. It's just a lot of trying to dominate the dungeons that are in the this land that the card takes place in. Uh, so, you know, murder's implied. It's well, I'm excited. Just from what I've heard you say about it, it sounds very much. I know you said you get ins- you take inspiration from uh, from that um, Monopoly. Oh yeah, Monopoly, Monopoly deal. deal. Uh, also, and, there's, um, it, there's it others. Feels, yeah. It seems to me, based on what you've said, that it's a combination of Monopoly deal and a lot of. It's got a lot of a uh, Munchkin card game. Um, a little bit, yeah. Certainly from uh, from an arts perspective, I'm doing a ton of like little. You know, every every card's gonna. You don't see them yet because I'm not done, but. There's a bunch of little going to be a bunch of art per card. Like I'm yeah. kind of going nuts on it. Um, the other games I would compare them to, if anyone at home has ever played, um, let's see if I can find the name of it. I always forget the name. There's a game called Bonanza. There's a little bit of that in there because it's kind of just a, tr- a trading. There, there's a subgenre known as trading card games, even though that's kind of sounds broad. Uh, Seven Wonders Duel is another one that only lets two mm. people play, but it's it's got some stuff in there. The game Bang has some similarities. So I'm kind of picking and choosing from a bunch of stuff I like and adding my own twist to it all. And I think well, people are going to really like it. So cannot wait. Uh, all right. So anyway, DungeonMurder.com if you want to keep track of what's going on with it. I'm getting closer to a Kickstarter and uh, we'll be letting you know about that soon. Kentucky Fried Chicken in the news. KFC as they're known now. Mm. They, don't wanna, they don't want people to focus on the fried chicken, you know, even though that's still or, their the, Or Kentucky. Or Kentucky. They don't want any Kentucky just want an acronym that could mean anything. Could mean kites fly k- k- crappy Ch- churros. Um, kites fly churros. Yeah, or uh, kill for churros. Chur- kill for churros. <laughs> yeah, it's, which I that feels like a more negative connotation, but still. <laughs> uh, KFC customer shot a worker in the drive-through. That person's okay, by the way. Mm. Uh, after they ran out of corn, according to Missouri oh, yeah. cops down there in Missouri. KFC worker was shot in the stomach after telling a customer the restaurant was all out of that. Their corn. The corn's not even good there. I don't know why this is a problem, but whatever. The shooting happened around 6.30 p.m. on Monday, on uh, December 12th, which was just this last Monday, at a KFC in St. Louis. An investigation revealed a man was in the drive-thru of the restaurant when he was informed that they were all out of that corn. According to the police report, he began making threats toward the employees from the speaker box and then pulled up to the drive-thru window with a gun. 25-year-old employee went outside to confront the customer and minutes later came back inside and said he was shot. Police said 
Uh, he was shot once in the abdomen and was listed as critical but stable condition. Uh, I checked since, and he's he's recovering. Customer fled the restaurant after the shooting has not been caught as of Tuesday afternoon, so he's still out there. Looking you're all, for corn. You're out of corn. Um, here's my gun. I, I don't understand the leap. Like, you must really be... Two things are two things are real are possible here. You're either so into corn that no reaction is off the table, right? <laughs> like it just you you must have if you don't have corn, that's it for me. This is what this person is. Or they're already having a really rough time in yeah. multiple ways, and this was a last straw kind of deal, right? It can't be. What else could it be? What else brings this extreme out of somebody for missing? Wasn't there wasn't there a story you guys did a long time ago about people dealing drugs through fast food orders? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole thing with that. Could be. Maybe maybe corn was really meth. (laughs) Oh, geez. So corn really, even though uh, the police think it's corn, corn was a keyword or a, uh, a pseudonym. Yeah, maybe it was like. You know, you order from the secret menu, <laughs> KFC. Yep. You want like, like uh, Mexican spicy corn, mm-hmm. and that means and it, uh, we're all out of Mexican spicy corn. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, fool? And then he pulls a gun out. Yeah. Yeah, that candied could be it. Corn. I'd like some candied corn. Oh uh, yeah. And then please. They, they're like, wait a minute! I didn't know corn came in a tiny bag with uh, white powder in it. Weird, weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I hope they catch that guy because you shouldn't shoot people over corn. You know, <laughs> the uh, takeaway message. Yeah, that's the takeaway. Don't shoot people over corn. Yeah, even if it's the band, they're not worth it either. Okay, no corn with a K. Uh, Smuckers, we're in food today. It's food day. All right. Yep, just the way it is. Uh, we got a, a, a Smuckers story. <laughs> Smuckers goes after small business making uh, crustless sandwiches for trademark infringement. Uh, if this is true, they should go after my mom because she did this a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. seems like a weird thing. But anyway, JM Smucker Co., it's fun to say, had issued a warning against a small business in Minnesota that sold or was selling peanut butter and jelly sandwiches without a crust, according to a new report. The food giant alleges the crustless sandwiches called Gallant Tiger infringes, or sorry, that's not part of the title. Gallant Tiger infringes. That would have been given given away the 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 game if they named their company Gallant Tiger infringes. Infringes, yeah, that's all we do. Uh, put a little ink at the end, and you're all set. Uh, anyway, on the trademark protections and the uncrustable brand, uncrustables brand, which is what they make. Uh, mm-hmm. Smucker insists that they don't have any issue with other people selling peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but the Fortune 500 company is claiming it holds a trademark on round crustless design and the packaging photo uh, choice that shows a bite taken out of the sandwich. Dude, I feel like this stuff gets weird. It gets weird, doesn't it, a little bit? It like does. Litigious yeah, it and does. weird. Because on the one hand, what? <laughs> yeah. like anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I do know you you see the box of Uncrustables at a glance, and that image that they're talking about of the round crustless sandwich yeah. with a bite taken out of it, yeah. it is iconic. Um, is it, though? I didn't the- even know this was a thing I could buy. This d- sounds like a terrible purchase to me. Uh, my kids eat them all the time. They're just really easy to keep in the f- freezer, and, and you just take them out the night before, throw them in a lunchbox in the fridge, and then they're ready to go the next day. Yeah. It's just easy. 
Um, but uh, but it is it is definitely the a trademark sort of thing. But um, and I, you're showing the image of the of the other one, and it does look just like an Uncrustable. I mean, it does just um, a different angle, I guess. You know. Yeah, but you know they sell those things that punt like that make those round sandwich things like the presses for them yeah they sell them all over the place like you can get one on amazon it's like it's not like it's not like they they tr- patented the technology of pressing those things it's but i guess that's not what the argument they're making though this is a trademark infringement yeah it's issue. a it's a how are you marketing your thing trademark does get weird because it's all about someone saying you're taking potential money away from us by looking like what we are yeah um which i don't think i don't feel like i've never heard of gallant tiger before i haven't either that's um, a by the way it's a chai spiced peanut butter and and uh and peanut butter what oh it's not even jelly chai spiced peanut uh, sorry i had this wrong chai spiced pear butter and peanut oh. butter together well, the Uncrustables make a lot of different things. Okay, so it's not all P- PB&J, like standard like grape jelly. Or yeah, it's, it's, a, it's mostly that, but they have different things with the peanut butter and everything. But, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't feel like... I don't think this would be too hard to argue. Um, that's me saying that as someone who's never studied law. Um, <laughs> but because uh, this can't be... Like, wouldn't they have to prove that this is somehow taking money out of... Out of Smucker's bottom line. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, trade dress is a whole thing. We have some, like, copyright lawyers who listen to the show. I hear from them sometimes. They should pipe in and tell us. Yeah. How does this work? And who will will sit atop the jelly empire? My guess is, you know, Smucker's has the lawyers and the money. uh, I know uh, copyright and trademark are different, but I think they're all in the same, like, their same realm of law, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I dare eat this chai spiced pear butter thing. I don't think that sounds good. I'll I'll eat anything once. Will you try anything once? Most things. All right. What I'm, if I? I'm, ge- pre- I'm pretty adventurous. What if I gave you? All right. Let's uh, let's explore this go. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what if I gave you? Um. No, you'd eat that. Let me think here. <laughs> I don't have a crazy enough thing to like Tom's like this too. Tom Merritt will eat anything at least once, sometimes more than once, but he's the one that, that ate an entire chocolate cake donut from Dunford bakery. These amazing donuts on stage at nerdtacular horked down an entire donut and then washed it down with cold Clamato juice. I'm sorry, room temperature Clamato juice. (laughs) That's an important distinction. Yeah. I would, I would try that. I would, I mean, you know, you try that once. Yeah, at least once. You come on. I I I got to put my money where my mouth is. I tell my kids all the time, how can you know you don't like it if you've never tried it? Yeah. So, all right, let me ask you this then. Yeah. Raw hamburger. Okay. Well, that's there's a food safety issue there. Well, let's say <laughs> all right. Um there is a food safety issue, but the, but, but whatever. Now, if, okay, if, if this is a hypothetical, right? It's a this hypothetical is a experiment. So if if you could somehow guarantee to me the 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 raw hamburger meat was was safe, then yeah. continue. Okay, we'll say that this is as safe as the meat ever is. Ever, 
We did it okay. ourselves. We did it in a lab. The cow uh, lived sure. in a hammock yeah, its yeah. whole life, like whatever. Okay, so we've done that. <laughs> we put it between two cinnamon toast pop tarts. I've seen this. I've seen this image that you're describing now. <laughs> Would you eat that? <laughs> oh man, you know because I do. So so you really are putting it to the test because I, I do am. like very rare meat. It is. Um, it oh, does have a certain. Do you, so when you do a steak, you like it nice and rare. I do too. I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, I like a very rare steak. Like I, I'm, I'm happy with you just tossing it on the the grill, letting a tiny bit of sear. Like as soon as it, like it's just thirty seconds. Flip it over, get a little bit of sear on both sides, and then take it off. I'll eat it. Oh, I might need a little um, more than that, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you mostly. I, I like a bloody steak. I'm in. No, I don't. I don't like it that way all the time. Like it's, but. But I like, like, I can appreciate that flavor, and I really like certain things about it. Right. Um, so I would say, uh, sure, I would try that. Okay. You'd do it. You'd <laughs> I do don't it. anticipate I would like more than a single bite. But, you know, you, you, there's all sorts of things you can learn from trying weird stuff. No, I agree. Like, I agree. Like, you, I might find that I that there's this... This this blackberry jam inside the pop tart. What kind of pop tart did you say? Uh, I, I said cinnamon toast, but it could be whatever you want. Maybe whatever I find that cinnamon flavor with bare like raw meat just is something. I'm like, ah, I gotta try a cinnamon crust on a rare steak one time. You know, like you you unlock secret things in your brain when you try new things that you'd never. All right, how about this pepperoni okay. pizza, fresh hot okay. out of the oven with equidistantly placed blobs of Nutella on it. Yeah. Why, that's like, why not? Ugh, that sounds good. Sounds horrendous. <laughs> that sounds so bad to me. <laughs> All right. How about, how about uh, definitely expired rancid <laughs> yogurt soda? Would you do that? Well, if it's definitely expired. Well, that's uh, what I did. I did that in a nerdtacular and I about killed Hammond for it because he was the one that brought it. It was horrible. <laughs> It was yeah. so bad. I mean, I, I might taste it. I don't know. You, uh, this all goes without, like, you have to promise me that it's safe. So if it's never been opened, yeah. then then uh, I might taste it. You might like, taste it just to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about that Ludafisk crap that they do in Sweden or whatever, the, the can? Of, I like, kind of want to try that because it's so... Film it. You know, everybody... Film it. Maybe I will. Film I, wa- it. I want you to. I'm not saying right after yeah. r- right after I film plopping a giant <laughs> fruit loop into the bowl of my <laughs> children's cereal bowl. 20 bucks worth every penny. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for today's news. We're not doing a song break in the, in the middle of the show. We're going to roll straight through today. And uh, we're going to add our old pal Amy to the show who's been home uh, recovering from surgery and I think doing pretty good. Uh, good enough to be on the show. So we're going to do that right now. Uh, let me pull her in. Fraggle. <clears throat> we'll get an update from her on her uh, current state of convalescence. I, my guess is it's going pretty well. Anyway, enjoy this. It's time for Read This with your old pal, Amy, a.k.a. Red Fraggle. Hello and welcome back to the show. Hello. Oh, it's good to be back on the show. How are you feeling? Better, I hope? I'm, yeah, I'm 
feeling pretty good. I was, uh, people, uh, you know, have been really kind. And uh, every day that I'm in the chat, people are like, how are you? Are you doing well? You know? Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, recovery seems to be going pretty well. Um, the, the one thing that kind of remains is that if I try and do too much, I pay for it yep. later. Yep. Um, I, I get really flushed and, you know, my body, my whole body is like, um, hello, <laughs> gaping hole in your abdomen, you know, yep, <laughs> kind of yep. thing. Like empty, empty so. cavity. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, exactly. it's a big like, change. Like your body is, um, yeah, that's hard though, right? Like anytime I ever have anything done of any kind, or if I'm just recovering from being sick, including COVID, it was like, how soon can I get back to freaking normal, full speed here? And sometimes right. you have to like yeah. stop for a second, listen to your body because your body's going, no, no, no. Don't be lifting, yep. uh, you know. Don't power lift any weights. I'm, I'm gonna pop in here if you do. Yep. So and Did it's you, hard, um, right? Because it's like you see stuff that needs doing, and you feel like, okay, I don't feel so tired, in pain, exhausted, what have you, that mm-hmm. I feel like, nope, I have to be horizontal right the second. Right. And so you feel guilty. At least I do. Yeah. I, I look at things around me and go, oh, that needs doing. Let me go do it. I'm the and same Chuck's way. Like, nope back to bed with you i'm the same way i have a really hard time when i'm around the house seeing chores that need to be done and and things that i normally do you know and and asking someone else to do it even if i'm recovering from being sick or anything like that yeah i hate that i did the same thing with this with covid and every time i thought i was feeling better i would be so winded and so yeah. tired. It was like, no, that was a bad idea. I'm going to go now sleep for four hours and see if yeah. I can't rectify Amy, this. Let me ask you, Amy. Um, uh-huh. Did you uh, did you weigh yourself before the surgery, and now you're going to weigh yourself afterwards to see how? <laughs> so that would have been a really good idea. So I, <laughs> I had myself weighed a bunch of times, you know, because I was obviously in and out of doctor's appointments and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but... But no, I didn't do that. And that would have been really funny. I'm sure that if I go and look at the, you know, I've got doctor stuff is much cooler now than it used to be. Right. Because you have like patient portals and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually see, uh, you know, your reports and stuff from, uh, you know, from tests and, Mm -hmm. and surgeries and things like that. So I'm betting that they probably weighed my uterus after they took it out. And uh, I do, I do have what access to one thing. I haven't looked at it yet, but so let me tell you, I'll tell you a little story. I told, I told Scott about some of this over Mm. text last night, but uh, poor Chuck, they told him (laughs) the surgery is going to last about two and a half hours, maybe three, you know, Uh, and they and he's sitting in this waiting room and you know how when you go to the airport and they've got the big monitor that's got all the like you know this flight is on time or this flight's in the air this flight is taxi into the runway oh I think I know what you're talking about yeah they they have those at hospitals now Mm -hmm. yeah so you can literally see if you're sitting in the surgery waiting room you can see the status of your loved one's Mm-hmm. Surgery, sort of. Like you yeah, can I, see. I stared at that when my wife got her gallbladder out. Yeah, I was staring right? at it, keeping up with <laughs> things. <laughs> You're like, okay, it still says in surgery, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's just sitting there, and no one's really letting him know anything. Turns out there was a lot of scarring that also had to 
kind of remove. It was it was more it was more involved than they expected it to be. And so the surgery took over four hours. Mm. And meanwhile, no one's telling my husband anything. He's just sitting there <laughs> looking at my name or my number even. I think it was my patient number. Yeah. And just sitting there looking at the in surgery, uh, you know, and no one's telling him anything. Uh, well, so Chuck, I did yeah, this exact same then, thing with Kim with the exact same surgery. They took long. They always take longer than they're gonna take. Have they ever yeah. been quick? Have they ever gone? Ah, oh, you know, we got in there, expected two hours, fifteen minutes in and out, easiest uterus Turns out I ever it was saw. Already gone. Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. Like, I don't feel like that ever happens. That's just not part of the deal. But anyway. Right. But yeah, so when the doctor finally did, you know, they were finishing me me up and stitching me up and whatever they were doing. And the doctor came out to speak to Chuck. She came out with this manila envelope (laughs) filled with pictures of my insides. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Both with and without my uterus. Oh. Did they they go to the CVS and get them printed out or something? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. And that, so that part of it, I didn't even learn about until we got home. (laughs) I knew that the surgeon had come out and showed him pictures, but I figured she was just like showing him on a device or on her phone or something, or maybe she airdropped (laughs) him to his phone. I don't even know. And, but yeah, like (laughs) Like, he came home. Hey, you got to check this out. (laughs) Well, you laugh, but that's literally what happened to me when Chuck had a, a shop accident with a table saw and sawed his finger like in half lengthwise like a hot dog like when you take a hot dog and cut it fingers now yeah it was bad Uh, but he had we were thankfully he had an amazing hand surgeon he did a really good job of just while in shock wrapping it up himself so that when the paramedics came they were like dude, you put like the exact amount of pressure on this to where you didn't crush anything, but also you kept it, kept pressure on like, good mm. job. And he's like, thanks. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you know? sure. But anyway, yeah, they managed to stitch his, uh, his finger back together and reconstruct it to where he only lost a little bit of finger length. When we're in Vegas, you ask him to show you his finger. He'll show you. It's, I it's, thought, it's I kind of cool. Like he, calls I saw... it Fra- he calls it Frankenfinger. How feel, funny is that? I feel like I saw it and didn't say anything. Like I didn't want to like, yeah. you know, presume, but I think I yeah. saw it and I went, Oh, that finger looks like it's been through something. You know, I've got yeah. 10 Frankenfingers. <laughs> but exactly. See, <laughs> that's really funny. Frank and, um, Frank and but Robert. I showed up to yeah. the ER. I wasn't even there. Like our our neighbors had to call nine one one for him because I was out trying to be a do gooder and uh, you know delivering food to poor people for I think like uh, either Passover. Yeah, it was Passover, and um, you know so. I was out trying to do do-gooder things and I get this mm-hmm. phone call from my husband's phone number, but it's my neighbor and she's clearly freaking out. Oh, and no. so I had no idea what was going on. I rushed to drop all these kids off because I was taking kids to go and do this. And so I drop all these kids off and then I rush to the hospital. I get there. He's fine. They've got him all hide up on whatever, sure. you know, Oxycontin or whatever. He's, 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 you know, had medical attention at this point but then the surgeon comes in with no kidding his phone and sticks his phone in my face and i oh i was like oh nope don't need to see that yeah, why do they oh. want to why force people to they should ask they should say hey how do you like uh, mangled up finger photos 
you know. I know, I know, right? <laughs> how you, I mean, how you at like least those? in Chuck's case, like they gave him a Manila envelope, and so he had the option to look at them or not. <laughs> but like, no, nah, man, this surgeon was just like, check this out. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't want to see it either. But uh, oh. I'm glad you're feeling better. That's the main no. thing. Yes, I am yep. feeling much better. Like I say, I just have to just have to monitor my activity. I'll I'll go take a nap after the show's over. But uh, you oh, know, good. Um, it's all it's all good for right now. I'm uh, taking care of myself. I'm completely off of the pain meds, which I did not expect to be at this. Oh, that's early good. Stage. It's so, good. Screw those yeah. things. They're, they're 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 weird. I don't like them. I hate them. Well, honestly, it was stressing me out because, you know, one of the side effects of those pain meds is not only, you know, the addiction risk and all that, but also they make you constipated. Mm, yeah. And yep. that's, yeah. Like and when you've had abdominal surgery, it's the worst to, thing to in the world. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that sounds terrible. So, yeah. Oh, because you got to yeah. use all. Oh. I mean, that's, you know, it's all very, uh, very private affair, obviously, but geez. <laughs> oh, I'm all about the TMI. So I'll give you guys Everybody so poops, Scott. Everybody does. That uh, book told me that. Um, well, all right. Let's get to <laughs> do you know that. Yeah. Do you know those things called the squatty potty? Yeah. Like the, the little stool you could get. Mm-hmm. So I I was so, there was one day. Those, by the I way, could, that company in, uh, they're in St. George. They're, it's a Utah connection, those stupid oh, things. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway. But yeah, there was one day that I, I was like, particularly just kind of giggly and I blame the pain meds but I just thought I thought it was so funny because you know it's Christmas time are you talking about like the you know older Christmas songs mm-hmm. versus modern Christmas songs do you remember there's this really old song called I want a hippopotamus yeah Christmas. I do I hate it but so yes, I, I went around singing I was like I want a squatty potamus for Christmas oh my lord <laughs> you sure you weren't <laughs> on the oxy then like, yeah I know I definitely was <laughs> Wow, so, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, it, okay. those things are That's great, by the way. We, talk, we have those, so uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, all right, let's move on to, let's do the reading bit. What are we doing today? What do you got yeah, for us? Yeah, reading. So, okay, I did finish a book while I was recovering, but I figured, you know what? It's Christmas time and we're, you know, I'm just recovering and everything. Better for me to just, we'll do a little game. Mm-hmm. I prepared a little game for you guys. Okay. So... Ooh. I'm going to give you guys each, and I'll I'll try and keep score, but chat, you guys keep me honest, okay? So it's a little little quotes game. So I'm going to give you guys quotes from books. All right. Oh, Many boy. of these are books that I'm sure. I know you've heard of all these books, <laughs> but uh, you know some of them you may or may not have read. But there's the some Bible. Them- the uh, yeah. Bible. <laughs> um, there's some of them I know that you guys have read. So I picked I picked pretty prolific quotes i think so it should be pretty easy all right um but this is gonna be fun so and and i'll go ahead and just give you the quote and then if you guys need the multiple choice i'll give you the multiple choice and you know and go from there so okay all right right. so the first one is a beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct whoa uh, I'm going to definitely need <laughs> a multiple choice for this one. Bobby, okay. Bobby, do you have any uh, you have any idea? A History of the Universe by Stephen Hawking. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, you mean like the history of time? Yeah, the history <laughs> of whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah with um, Diane, okay. Diane Walters. So the, yeah. the multiple choice is, is it A, needful things, B, dune, 
or C, Neuromancer. Can I get the, the title again? Or the, sorry, the quote? A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. This sounds I, like I me. read Neuromancer many years ago, and I don't recognize the quote, so I don't. I'm gonna say it's not that one, but it very well could have been because it was like high school when I it was read a long it. time ago. Yeah, the first yeah. the the I've read Dune. I haven't read Neuromancer, but I've read Dune and I've read um, uh, Needful Things actually multiple times. I think this is a Needful Things quote. Okay, Scott says Needful Things. What's your answer, Bobby? I'm going to Scott because I've not read Dune or Needful Things. Okay. You're both Damn it. correct. It was Dune. It was Dune, really? Yes. Ah. Well, who says right, it? Scott, when new is... strategy. We got to spread out. I'll pick one. Oh, you pick God. one. Oh, God. I don't know who said it. <laughs> I just took him off a quotes website. <laughs> it was Baron Harkonnen as he slowly d- <laughs> melted into the goo. Um, all right. Fair enough. Okay. This, is a good, this is a good warm up. All right. Here we go. Next one. All right. Next one. Stay gold, pony boy. Oh, the outsiders. Damn, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. You just pulled that right out of the sky. Nicely done. Sorry, right. I should have given you a chance to answer there, Scott. But nope. uh, no, no, no. So I'm gonna, <laughs> Sorry about that. So Bobby's got uh, one. I have zero. That's the score, right? Yes, okay. correct. All right. All right. Um, the next one. There is nothing like looking if you want to find something. You will certainly usually find something if you look. But it is not always quite the thing you were after. Mm. Is that from A, The Hobbit, B, Robinson Crusoe, or C, The Paris Wife? Well, I read The Hobbit in high school and none of the rest of that. Uh, I Total guess here, I'll say Robinson Crusoe. I have no idea. Um. It's. It feels very much like a Hobbit. That, like I can. I can hear that in the text of the Hobbit. So I'm going to say the Hobbit. Like it feels very much like Tolkien wrote a children's book. And that kind of it. yeah. That book was yeah. yeah. Okay. So Bobby is correct. Damn it again. It is the Hobbit. Ah <laughs> uh, frick. Okay. So Bobby, I put you at two to zero. Shoot. I got. How many more questions do you have? Let's see if I can come back. Can I come back? Oh, oh yeah. I've got plenty right. for you to come back from. All right, I figured, okay, we don't have Wendy today. So if I go a little long, it's... We'll it's do. Okay. I'll, we'll go as long until I beat Bobby. Then it's done. <laughs> there you go. All right. How long do you have? Might yeah. be here a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Give us number four, whatever it is. Three, four. Okay. Yep. I think this is four. Uh, so one man's life or death were a small price to pay for the acquirement of the knowledge that I sought. Is that from A, Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus, B, Faust, or C, War and Peace? That's... Oh, I lean Frankenstein. Is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or something else? What's it? What was yes, the name? Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that. It might okay. be too obvious. Bobby? Yeah. I was also thinking Frankenstein. Um, what were the other two choices? Uh, the other two choices were Faust or War and Peace. Yeah, I don't think it was Faust, but I've never read War and Peace, so I'm gonna go with Frankenstein. And I only read both. Peace. 
Correct. Oh, we did it. Oh, my gosh. All right. So that's three to one now. So I put Scott on the board. All right. There right you now. go. All right. Okay. Good instincts there. I'll give you guys, I'll throw you guys a softball. You ready? Yeah. Okay. We've got to have rules and to obey them. After all, we're not savages. Is that from A, The Hunger Games, B, War and Peace, or C, Lord of the Flies? Oh, this is tricky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it feels the... like it could be a trick. Like, yeah. Because like it, it feels like it could fit in both uh, Lord of the Flies and The Hunger Games, but then you could also be saying like, Haha, I was actually from War and Peace. Trick yeah. ya. But you said it's a softball, so I bet you it's not War and Peace. Yeah, that gives I'm me that feeling go. too. I'm gonna I'm definitely going Lord of the Flies for me. Yeah, I would I wanted to say Lord of the Flies as well because of the use of the word savages. Yeah. Okay. Because this is before they uh paint their faces and decide who kills Piggy, right? <laughs> so so here's the problem, Scott. If if Bobby just continues to pick your same answer, <laughs> yeah. then <laughs> He wins. <laughs> I, maybe maybe I should pick first from from you. Oh, oh, because oh, you're okay. the. We'll swap. We can swap. Who picks first? Yeah, oh, totally. But yes, you're cor- you're both correct. It was Lord of the Flies. Okay, that was Lord of the Flies. All right, so. that's always my old go-to. And I read that book forever ago. But all I remember is painting their faces and killing Piggy or trying to in the in the in the the conch shell that you had to hold to talk. Oh right, mm-hmm. and they use that gets used. That trope gets used in so many things now. It's yeah. like a, I can't believe they had us read that book. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade when we read that book. That was about how old I was. I, was. Like, I love that. It's book. Gruesome. It was. It's gruesome. It was. It was pretty it's hardcore. Also, like I liked it. It's also like the quintessential example of the of the Deus Ex Machina trope. Mm-hmm. Isn't, like, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. but it was also that ending was poignant, right? Because they were saved by a warship. Mm-hmm. So right, that, right, right. it delivered that message. It's but weird, yes, it definitely irony. is a very deus ex moment. But my, my yeah. feeling when I read it when I was younger was they were trying to tell us that things can get weird real quick in in situations where leadership voids happen and people have to figure out who's in charge and who's making the rules and how much say does everyone have, like that kind of stuff. I felt like that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to push into kids' heads. To get yeah. us thinking about that so that if we were faced with it, I think it actually worked on me. Like, I'm not saying it was a trick, but I think that I think that later in life I was more s- sensitive to. I could I, love, I could tell when something was not a good arrangement. Right. And it, yeah. And I always Wait, thought you're, you're more part. sensitive to the piggies of the world. I definitely am. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. So this next one. Promise me you'll remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Is that from Charlotte's Web, Little Women, or Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> oh, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to say, so read the quote one more time. Promise me you'll remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to say little women because it seems like something, I can't remember any of the, the names of any of the, 
the girls. There's like, I, I mean, I remember their names. I don't remember. I think Amy's the youngest, but it sounds like something. Yes, that... Amy is the youngest, the youngest and brattiest. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like something um, like Joe or or Meg, like a piece of advice that they would have given Amy at some point before they all went their own ways. Man, yeah. your knowledge well, of little Beth women when is when she died or something. Your, your oh, knowledge yeah, yeah. of little women is making me seem like a complete amateur. I, I don't remember any of their names. I don't remember these people. I remember they were little. They were women. That's it. That's it. I was in the I was in the play. I was in Little Women when I was in high school. Oh yeah. Aww. You were Amy. Were you Laurie? I was not you... Amy. No, I was Laurie, of course, because that's the, like, the only male character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, either you were Laurie or you were like a carriage driver or something, because like there aren't any other men, or maybe the father, because yeah. the father comes in at some point. But... I know Florence Pugh is in the more recent one. I know that. Yes, and she plays Amy, which is awesome. Yeah, I love her. So. Um, All okay. right. What's your answer? My Scott? answer is uh, 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 Charlotte's Web. That's my answer. Okay, you are both incorrect. Damn it! Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, really? Yes. Promise me you'll remember. I thought Piglet. that was an easy one because you see it on Winnie the Pooh merch all the time. Like, oh, I see that quote all the time on anything oh. with Winnie the Pooh. And I guess Piglet I haven't been paying attention. I, I mean, there is a lot of. I mean, what's that book? The, the something of Pooh. The the, the Dow of Pooh. Dow of we Pooh. did it on this. We show. talked yeah. about it here. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. it's stuff's clearly considered like some of the you know great philosophy is found in this otherwise children's book type thing. But right. I just for some reason I could hear the spider talking to to Wilbur. Well, the spider, like it feels like parting words, right? And the spider dies too. So right, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, that thing wrecked me. Is it? You want to talk about what wrecked you as a kid? That freaking story. Tore me a new butthole. Oh. oh my gosh! No, no, no. Where the red fern grows. Had no, me that's true. Yeah. For days. Red I fern was, like, was rough. Was so red. Red fern was rough. Uh, what was the one with the dog? Old Yeller. That thing was just made to make us want to die. Oh my gosh! What were they doing to us as kids? <laughs> Bridge to Terabithia says Dice Tomato, and yes, I yes, you are correct. That one. Mm-hmm. Never read or well. saw that. I know it's a movie too, right? Got. Adapted. Yeah. I never saw but it. Yeah, I I read it and I never saw the movie because I was like, nope, don't need it. I don't I don't need that. Nope. You don't need a little extra sadness <laughs> is, in your day. Which is funny because I'll read like lots of John Green stuff and all you know where he kills literal teenagers in the book and I'm like, oh okay, yeah. but I don't know. I can't I can't do the the stuff that actually traumatized me as a kid. If you say literal it teenagers, it makes me think they're just saying literal things. Like that, not that they're literally a teenager, but they go, they say things like, "It is hot outside." Like those, those teenagers are really literal. Yeah, like, they're literal, <laughs> really literal. About they everything. don't exaggerate. They don't undersell things. It's just they say it exactly the way it yeah, is. Yeah, they say, "I didn't do my homework." Instead of my dog yeah. ate it or I lost it, you know, it's just yeah. I didn't right. do it. That's a literal yeah. teenager. Anyway. Well, the funny thing is, in A Fault in Our Stars, they actually the characters talk about the overuse of the word literally. Oh, really? So, yeah. Still haven't seen that. Another tearjerker, that. that one. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Look at all these tearjerker yeah. oh, things. For sure. Yeah. All right. So let's see. I'm looking through my list of quotes here because I'm kind of going out of order a little bit. So let's go with something a little more fun. So, Scott, mm. do you want to bleep me or do you want me to bleep myself? Oh, um, uh, bleep yourself. You no, you know what? I can do it in post. Do it. We'll have a live okay. square. This is good. All right. Oh, yeah. So this one it's, is. It's raw. Yeah. I'm pretty much. <laughs> that is the quote. Is right. it from 
Yes, a guide to the happy acceptance of everything. Uh huh. Broken in the best possible way by Jenny Lawson. Or C, The Martian. (laughs) 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 I'm all out of potatoes to to put my poop on. I'm effed. Um, All right. I'm going to say, do I get to choose because of the last, how does it work? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and choose. I'm going to say The Martian. I kind of remember this. Okay. I've read that book twice and I have vague memory of him saying something to that effect. So I'm going to say The Martian. What you got, Bobby? I didn't read it, but I think I, I think that's a line in the movie too. Like I, I can see. Oh, you should read that book, name? dude. You'd love it. Uh, yeah, yes. you would. Well, I don't read much anymore unless it's science news. I need to read more. It's but, so uh, good because it's such a. Well, there's a bunch of connections there. You're like, first of all, it's like science, but what? It's what if science, but it's sci- very heavy science based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, listened to an an interview with the the author, and there was a he did a lot of research and talking to like people from NASA and yeah. and like really got a lot of feedback on the science. So I, I think I know I would really enjoy it. Plus, he used to be uh, one of the lead engineers on Warcraft one, two, and three. Oh, which a lot oh, of people wow. don't know. He's an ex Blizzard dude. Yeah, and he went on to to follow his dream of being an author and killed it. Obviously. Um, but yeah, he's a, a really interesting story. That guy. Anyway, so I'm I'm saying The Martian as well because I can see um, uh, Matt Damon saying that. Yeah. Hey, you are both correct. It yeah. is The Martian. It is the literal. I said literally. Ugh. It is the first line in the book. I you know, open the book and it says, <laughs> "I'm pretty much effed." Like that's the <laughs> that's is, the first line. Is the score four to two? Up. Do I have it right? Is it four to two right now? Does yes. Anyone know? Okay. Boy, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting worked. You've lapped me, Bobby. I hate this. All right, next yeah. one. No, you're to... catching up a little bit because it was three to one, and now you know. So yeah. you're closing the gap a little bit. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know. I guess you're keeping the gap the same size. I'm running so. parallel with him and not really gaining anything, but we'll see. Right. Yeah, we'll see how I go. Okay, so let's go with this one. Uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, um, uh, Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, done. I would agree correct. with I would agree with that. That is correct. <laughs> Both correct. I I knew I was like okay. I'm gonna throw them like a really easy one in there just in case I'm like the the yeah. The problem them. is it's easy for both of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I know. <laughs> so, but all right. So famous one. Three to five. Okay. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a gentleman in possession of a fortune must be in want of a wife. Jeez. Is that from a Persuasion, B, Pride and Prejudice, or C, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a tricky one there. Because look, this goes either this goes one of two ways. It's either one of the Pride and Prejudices, obviously, or it's the one that isn't as a trick to say, ah, you focus too much on the Pride and Prejudice business. Really, it was this one. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Pride and prejudice because i don't have any idea it's a guess i think pride and, and i'm gonna say to cover our bases pride and prejudice and zombies okay all right i've read none of those so <laughs> me either i haven't read any of it scott is correct oh is pride and prejudice he closes the gap to one point yes. away but from a tie here five to four currently it mm-hmm. is five to four yeah all right and we've got three questions left so nice. you can totally it's anybody's game we're down to the wire 
All right. right. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. Is that from The Catcher in the Rye, The Peripheral, or A Christmas Carol? Oh, man. I just watched The Peripheral. I don't think that's in there. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah. It's so good. I loved it. Um, This is a very... Well, no, Bobby, it's your turn, I think, to start. I know what it is, I think. I don't think it's the Christmas Carol. It's it doesn't I don't remember him doing literal um cross dimensional existence time travel all all at the same time. But maybe he was just speaking figuratively. <laughs> come in and know me better, man. <laughs> Mad, come um, in and know me better, man. I love that. The can we agree the Muppets Christmas Carol? Oh, hundred percent. What I didn't know though is the come and know me better thing. I didn't know that was taken straight out of the Dickens text. I thought it was a Muppet thing to say huh. come and and know me better man or whatever i i was sure of that and then i saw it in another iteration of a christmas carol it may have been that recent um uh what's it called the, the spirited the, one yeah. the one with ryan Reynolds. yeah and i heard so. that and went wait a minute is that are they riffing on the muppet thing and then i went and looked it up and like straight out of the book that's and so i i i love the muppet one even more for taking a thing like that out of the book and using it for that big dumb puppet guy that walked around but I loved. I already loved that movie anyway because here's why that movie's magical. Okay, it's the greatest version ever of a Christmas Carol, and here's why: all the Muppets, Rizzo and freaking um, Gonzo, are 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 eyeballs into the world. They're narrating it and they're being goofy and doing pratfalls and all this dumb stuff. But the core of the story remains very truthful to what it originally was. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. best part, though, is Michael Caine is playing it like he is on the stage in England before the Queen. He is not oh, dicking real. around. Yeah. He's not like going, ah, these are puppets. I can kind of let down my guard or whatever. That guy is playing it as straight as he ever played anything ever. And it's it's such a magical combination and makes me want to watch it right this second. I love it. So it much. really is brilliant. And I'm glad that I convinced myself to come back around because I have trauma about that movie because that is the first movie that's the first major feature release that the muppets did post jim's yeah, death it was complicated and because of that because it wasn't I, his voice it wasn't I, you know yeah yeah i found kermit I, it's it's much less you know just uh nails on a chalkboard for me now uh but at the time you know kermit was so it, it just his voice and everything everything about that character was jim and it was so off-putting to have even Brian Henson doing the voice for me that I was just like, nope, nope, I can't do it. No, it was but hard for me, too. I, I really, had to get over it. It was like a yeah. thing. But once I did, and I totally don't even mm-hmm. think about it now, it's it's just a piece of work. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It doesn't bother me at all, and I yeah. love it. I, I, I understand, though, why the Muppets have sort of backgrounded Kermit a little bit because he just can't. You know, he, yeah, he just can he can't be what he was no. before. No, so. still hate that he died. Mm. Anyway, I we know. all we all die, but I, you know, he died of what? Like some weird virus got pneumonia and passed. Yeah, he he died of being too stubborn to go to the doctor and call in sick. Yeah, you know, like he died of you know being too uh, addicted to his work. To, well, that yeah. and he also yeah. was raised Seventh Day Adventist, and they were like anti-doctor stuff and. He had a whole, you know, even though he wasn't super practicing it, he was like, you know, it's still in your head. Whatever you get raised with is still yeah, sort of yeah. there. Of course. Anyway, of course. I hate so that. Yeah, Go to the pain. doctor. Gosh dang it. Go get your shit looked at. All right. Right. 
Um, uh, real quick before, because I need to get y'all's answer on this one, but oh. there are two other things if you like Muppet Christmas stuff that's really, really good. Um, if you've never seen Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, you must go watch that. It's on Disney+. Plus. That's great. Here's a little bonus recommendal for you guys, because you guys didn't do, we didn't have a Wednesday show. So that's here right. you go. There, right. There's there, your, your recommendal. I think I feel Emmett like... Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I feel like it's, Nicole may have mentioned it years ago, but it is wonderful. And also, do yourself a favor when you're done, go on YouTube and look up uh, bloopers from the making oh, of that God, movie. Yes. It's the funniest <laughs> freaking stuff you'll ever see. It's so good. And it's all, and, and like, it's all Frank Oz doing you know the 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 mother otter there and yep. it's oh god it's just so it's good really it's really good so <laughs> good highly recommend um, so there's that and if you want some good christmas music um but with muppets also <laughs> john denver and the muppets did a christmas album like i i grew up with this this is to me it wasn't christmas unless john denver was singing with the muppets right yeah so go and look that up because like their 12 days of christmas is hilarious uh it and he's got so many there's have yourself a merry little christmas there's all these just classic wonderful songs it's and called it's just uh, and a christmas together john denver and the muppets from 1979 totally recommend it. it too it's very good yep. i remember this i had this album this album cover was in our house you talking about uh neil diamond earlier just made me think of that because like, i don't know i like neil diamond john denver kind of in the same mm-hmm. vein yeah you know? same era know. yeah for same sure same era yeah that's it. That okay, stuff. so where's that quote from okay what was the, the first past, option present and the future it was the catcher in the rye the peripheral. That's the one I'm going. I'm going with the catcher in the rye. Okay. Okay. I'm definitely and not going peripheral, even though I haven't read the book. I just watched the series. It was excellent. People should watch it. I will go with Muppet Christmas Carol. All right, Scott has tied it up. It's a Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, it is. Is it? I mean, not Muppet yeah. necessarily. It's Christmas but, Carol. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing too risky. Well, look, we're tied. How does that make you feel, Bobby? How you feel about that? Makes me nervous. Oh, good, because now we got a tiebreaker, right? What do we got? Okay. Oh, well, I actually had two left, but let's let's do this. Let's, let's I'll cut one of them out. All right. And go with this one. All right. A coward judges all he sees by what he is. Well, that's the truth. Is that, that, that goes for everything. If you're a dick, you judge everything the way you see the world. It's just the way it is. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it's definitely true. Yeah. All right. Is that from To Kill a Mockingbird? 1984 or The Dark Tower? Give me a quote again. A coward judges all he sees by what he is. Oh. What do you think? So Bobby should go because I won the last one. Okay. What do you say, Bob? That's a (laughs) a tough one. (laughs) Um, I've not read The Dark Tower. Oh, you need to fix that. You need to fix that. It's so good. My wife's really into Stephen King, and I I keep meaning to catch up. Um, It's a magnificent series. It's so good. um, I'm going to go with... um, Because it sounds like something... So You're you're talking about someone who's judging bad people, uh, or at least people who, who aren't, you know being their best so i'm gonna I'm gonna go with to kill a mockingbird uh sounds like something something that old atticus finch <laughs> would say to maybe 
Um, oh, I can't remember the kid's Scout. name. Scout. Yeah. Scout. Yeah. Oh, such a good, such a good book. Um, I th- I'm almost certain it's Dark Tower. It's just too familiar to me. And I've read that series like four times. I'm starting my fifth. So, because I'm getting ready for this TV show. So I'm going to say Dark Tower, I think. And Scott is the winner. Yeah. He came up from behind. The Dark Tower. Six to five. <laughs> Woohoo! Did I get it right, chat? Well, of course I did, because she said I did. Let's see you what know what I should have done is just gone with what Scott said, because that way we would have been tied no matter you what. You would have tied. That's yeah. true. We strategized it. Well, look, you went with your heart. and uh, Metagamed it. Yeah, yeah. No, look, Mockingbird's an amazing book, but I just it just sounded too familiar, and I haven't read Mockingbird since I was a probably a, I don't know, what was I, in 12th grade? No, 11th grade, maybe. I was probably a junior, and I didn't care about books then. Guess what I cared about? Girls, cars, and video games. Yeah. yeah, not in that order either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, that was a day, blast. I imagine. Yeah, of course. Uh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. You know what I liked? A girl in my car on the way to the arcade. There you go. The whole thing, the whole package. There uh, you go. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I look forward to future segments. Uh, is there anything you want to promote or mention before we go? Um. Yeah, everybody just send some tadpole vibes my son's way. We find out at 5 o'clock this afternoon if he got accepted to Yale. Yale? Oh, my my gosh. That's a big Ivy League, big deal, whoopity-doo school over there that you got there. Right? And so, and he's been, he's, he's worked really, really hard. He... You know, he he spent a lot of time on the essays and all that. He he went to a summer program there this summer and just loved it. And mm. so he's really really excited. Did you make about sure it. to grease the right palms, Amy? Yeah. You oh, grease I don't the do that. That's his his dad is the schmoozer. <laughs> I can't like I'm not. I'm good with you guys, but I can't like regular normies. No, I can't schmooze with. Yeah. I can't choose with non-nerds. They look at me like I have a third eye. Yeah. So, (laughs) because I overshare, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, if he, look, if he gets it, he'll be a Yale man, they call him. A Yale man. Yeah. Or a Yaley. I think they call them Yaley's. Oh, Lord. They should not do that. Yeah. My wife watched uh, another run of Gilmore Girls, and it's all, you know, three or four seasons are all about Rory going to Yale. And uh, I always heard Yale man and stuff like that, but I don't think I ever heard Yaley. Yale man, that's funny because it sounds like mailman. Does sound okay. like mailman, I yeah. It's it. not like a bad a it. bad mailman who will only bring you Yale. <laughs> Speaking of is. Kim, did I did you did you see the I sent you a TikTok that was it just cracked me up because it made me think of you. Somebody did this whole skit where she was like, Ladies, is that season where you just go home to your little small town minding your own business and then some flannel clad schmo wants to hit on you and convince you that you should stay here and you know it's, it's a whole riff on all the Har- hallmark movies it's just taking the piss as our friends across the pond would say <laughs> out of the hallmark movies and so it made me think of you and of kim and it made me laugh so I'm trying to see where i don't see it it would be in your inbox on yeah. on tiktok when was it when did you send it Oh, a couple days ago. I don't. Time has no meaning. It has no to meaning to me. Either. My post surgery Christmas time brain. <laughs> oh, here you are. I see you. Oh, I have. You know what's funny? I've seen this video. That's hilarious. Oh, good. Okay. You know what happens on TikTok a lot? I find out that my friends that are on there uh, get similar timelines to me, which I think makes me happy. I think I don't know. Yeah. Public public yeah. timelines anyway. 
Uh, well, a shared Amy, experience. That's right. Uh, we've enjoyed our shared experience today. I hope you have a fantastic week. You continue to feel uh, better and well. And I hope Chuck's finger remains stubby. All right. <laughs> okay, thanks. Didn't know how else to end up with Chuck there, but that's what I went with. All right. It, you know, just, you know, you, you did it. You just got to I go did it. it and move on. Yeah. Lit, don't just do it. Lean in, you know? Yeah. If you're going to F things up, just do it with pride, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I got an old email I'd like to read. This was directed at you, and it's old, um, but okay. it's worth reading. It's from Dr. Nikki. We love her. She's great. Oh, yeah, Dr. Nikki. She's down in uh, Alabama now with a brand new lab, and it's got yeah. her name I on it. I saw a picture. Yeah, I saw a picture with her name on it. It made me really jealous. I That's want a, a lab with my name on it. I don't know. Kidding, man. It's a big deal. Is she still doing the sheep stuff She there? is making it in life. She's got a science lab with her name on it. Congratulations. Yeah, and she's still slug, awesome. she still slums it here with us somehow. I don't know why she even bothers with us. Like, yeah, still yeah. listens to the show. Anyway, she's great. Uh, she wrote in and says, Dear Scuttle and Buttle. Again, Bobby's buttle, because Brian's not here. Mm-hmm. On TMS 2201, so this is a, way, a ways back, one wow. of the quiz questions was about cockroach facts. Scott said if they can live without their head for nine days, it also means they can go without breathing for nine days. That's actually not true. Arthropods, leggy insects, don't have lungs like we do. Instead, yeah. they breathe by exchanging air through small pores in their abdomen called sp- spherical's spherical's spherical's. Spiracles. <laughs> Spiracles, yeah. Because there's no H there, so that's going to be spher- spiracles. This sounds weird. Anyway, meaning they can breathe with, uh, w- sorry, without their tad. He, he means head. She means head. Uh, the more you know, and then a, a rainbow. Bug the show, though, Nikki, DTNS science correspondent, stepping all over Bobby's territory, she says. Yep, yep. So there you go. Uh, that was great. Uh, I didn't know that. I had no idea they would breathe through their thing while their head grew back. That makes yeah, sense, though. They don't, need they to. don't have the same sort of uh, circulatory system like we do. And um, and so, yeah, they have all these little holes, all these pores along, I think. Well, I, I imagine it's different with every insect, but many, if not all insects, I think all all insects, all arthropods anyway, they tend to be along the side. I just didn't know they breathed. Their, like, I, I guess I never thought about it. I mean, it's not breathing, breathing. Like, like, like lungs. It's just sort of like the oxygen comes through those holes and then yeah. diffuses into their you know gooey inside <laughs> yeah yeah just once it gets into the exoskeleton all bets are off <laughs> yeah uh well that's awesome thank you for that i thought she was just a sheep expert but look at her freaking insect knowledge man amazing turns out she's she's got she knows about more than just sheep that's right nikki how does it feel having an email read like four months after you sent it how does that feel about a about an episode from oh I was gonna say this was from like three years ago but no you guys go your numbers go up fast because we our numbers go up five quick, episodes yeah. a week yeah <laughs> we're almost uh, actually let's see today we're at twenty three ninety two just to give some perspective yeah. so a this lot was of like damn episodes from, t- from twenty two oh one from like three days ago yeah <laughs> that's right uh, quick reminder we got some shows coming up speaking of more shows uh, tonight an episode of Core will air uh, with me Joe John and Bo we got a bunch to talk about on there. I found out yesterday or yeah, last night that my niece who lives near me and goes to school, a bunch of her schoolmates uh, were talking one day about some podcast they all listen to and they love it. It's their favorite. These kids, these girls are like 11 and they're like freaking out about some podcast and they, she hears the name Scott and she goes, my uncle's name is Scott. And anyway, they come to find out that she, these kids are listening to core in her school. So tonight they're getting a shout out. 
I'm about to freak out a bunch of 11-year-old girls. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. They're going to go, ah! Yep, they're going to lose their minds. So tonight is core, and you're going to find out also on that show why I can't seem to stop playing a game from 2015 during a, a period of this year where there's tons of new games to play. Don't ask me why. Well, you, you <laughs> can't ask me why, but that'll be tonight on core. So check that out, 5.30 Mountain Time. No, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. I don't know why I put an extra half hour on there. Uh, for the live show, and of course, you can get it right after on the podcast. We have a film sack tomorrow. We uh, already have it recorded, so that is an absolute thing happening. It'll be posted in the morning, so watch for that. Skim today, if I can get Kim locked down. She's got a ton going on with the kiddos, so I don't know what's going on there, but we're going to try to knock out a skim. And then today, after the show, I'm going to give away some codes that were uh, that are for uh, the folks over at... Um, Jinx, you know, they make the shirts and the the, the, the uh, jackets and all the whatnots over there, game-related stuff and all that. I got a stack of these $25 ga- gift certificates to give out to somebody luckily hanging out in the chat nice. room. So it's stick Christmas around for that. Time it is like Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle, Bobby, really, is what it is. <laughs> anyway, watch for all of that. Bobby, please remind people where they can get all around science and what you're talking about this week. Oh, all around science can be gotten by just typing all around science into search boxes everywhere. <laughs> um, and uh, you can you can find it. That's our weekly science show. This week we are talking about I'm actually going to be um, doing a sum, a sum up. We're recording tonight and I'm going to be summing up and sort of like summarizing everything that's been going on with the Artemis program space missions. Because the Artemis One, the first launch, went and did its thing, and and uh, a few days ago uh, landed safely. So I thought, you know, it's a good time to round up what's going on with that and what the future is with the Artemis program and us trying to go back to the moon. That's right. Where did the Artemis land? Ocean, I assume. Yeah, Pacific Ocean. Okay. Yep. A very specific Pacific is where that lands. It's it's pretty big. It's hard to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's where they landed. Yeah, and so and and also later in the year we're going to be doing our normal every year we talk about uh, science we missed in the past year, sort of a roundup, and then and then at the beginning of the year, this is just I guess a look ahead. We're going to be talking about dark matter and dark energy, starting the Ooh. year off with that. All right. Well, I've been watching a lot of Futurama, and I and I my understanding is that dark matter comes from that little nibbler character when he poops. Yeah. Don't spoil it. We, yeah. we want people to tune into the podcast. That's right. And so. I cannot recommend rewatching that show enough. I love it so much. It's so good. All around science. That's anyway, all around science. Yes. Then then Futurama, but all around science first. Okay. <laughs> Futurama got their money. Get it. Get over to Bobby first. All right. Uh, oh, and uh, I forgot to mention, I will be doing a couch party. Uh, will not. Brian will not be there. He'll be in Vermont, but I'll be doing a solo couch party. I don't know what I'm watching yet. We're going to save the, the Ms. Marvel stuff until he gets back. So I'll come up with something, and uh, we'll plop down tomorrow at 3 p.m. Mountain uh, for patrons and watch that. So if you are a patron, you know all about it. And if you'd like to become one, patreon.com slash TMS, where you get that benefit as well as no commercials ever, pre-show content every day, including today, uh, art in the mail, and other great stuff. So check it out, patreon.com slash TMS to support your favorite morning show. That's going to do it for us. I'm going to play a song. Uh, This is me being a little bit of... uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is nepotism or not. Bobby, you have to tell me if this is nepotism, what I'm about to do. But my nephew um, is in a band called Brother, and they are having a, a nice little monicum of success these days. Uh, they actually performed at TMS Vegas 2019 at uh, uh, Container Park. We had them do uh, the open for somebody. I can't remember who played. 
I was so proud of them. I can't remember who played after them. But anyway, I really like Brother, and uh, I like their new album, which their current new album is called Volume 3. And they have a song on there, sung, song on there called Bleach Baby, uh, which I really like. So I'm going to play it here. So yeah, again, is this nepotism? I don't know. Bobby, give me the judgment. Nepotism or no? Yes, it. well, it is nepotism, but the, the real question is, is that okay? And I say yes. I do too. Also, they're on Spotify and Apple Music and they sell records on Bandcamp. And I mean, they're like legit. They're not, you yeah. know, this isn't just him in his basement and me going, hey, I'll put your stuff on. It's not like that. They got like a real band. They've been together for a long time. But even time. if it was, who cares? That's your prerogative on right. your show with your family. That's and right. And it's good. That's right. So deal with That's it. That's right. And when, I don't want to hurry up and, you know, give them props before AI starts making music and everyone loses their mind. All right. <laughs> right. Because that's coming. You haven't been thinking about that because it's not here yet, but it's coming. People are going to make their own damn music and it's going to sound as good as the recorded stuff. And then you're going to be pissed. And then a whole other group of artist types will be mad. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Uh, that's uh, it. That's us today. Bobby, uh, thanks again, man, for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Anytime. It was really fun. And uh, as we hurtled more towards Christmas, I hope you guys have a continued fantastic holiday time. Enjoy this song. And we'll see you for Couch Party on Friday. And then Monday, Brian will be back. Bye now.
part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Here's that weird sounding woman again. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.